you're looking for homeschool sanity, welcome. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. But I was once so disorganized, I thought I had to quit homeschooling and stop having kids. Now, by the grace of God, I have six homeschool graduates. Whether we're discussing parenting, productivity, or practical tips, I pray that this episode is just what you need for happy, healthy homeschooling. Hey, homeschoolers. Does your family have a dating philosophy that you're comfortable with? In this episode, I'll share how you can find an approach that is just right for your family. Before I do, I'm happy to announce the launch of Fast Grammar 2, the second and final volume of Fast, Easy, Fun Grammar for high school students. This week only, save 20% on Fast Grammar at fundtolearnbooks.com. No coupon required. I'd like to thank my sponsor for this episode, The Route 60 Movie. Support is from TBN. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. Host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo take a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. Experience the land of the Bible as you've never seen it. In theaters September 18th and 19th, Route 60, the biblical highway. Information at Route60.movie. That's Route60.movie. When it comes to dating philosophies, there is a too strict philosophy, a too lax philosophy, and a philosophy that is just right for your family. I can't tell you what is too strict or too lax for you, but I can tell you some signs to look for and some pitfalls of choosing a more extreme approach. First, let's discuss the too strict philosophy. This philosophy develops as a result of fear of our teen having premarital sex and the consequences of that, plus the fear that our teen will get involved with the wrong person, an unbeliever or someone immoral, someone who will draw our teen away from God, from us, and our values. That's a scary proposition, isn't it? When I began homeschooling, the too strict philosophy was the most popular. It was designed to ensure that our kids wouldn't experience these negative consequences. The most extreme position was that dating was not what we wanted for our kids. Courtship was. Our kids should be older, ready for marriage, and have supervised times with the person of interest. The ideal was that as parents, we would be involved in the courtship, discipling and approving of the potential partner. And the creme de la creme was that our kids wouldn't even kiss before the wedding. To ensure this fairy tale ending, we parents were encouraged not to allow one-on-one dating and to avoid youth activities, even at church. We should also avoid giving teens internet access or smartphones. There are examples of families who have successfully used this dating model to happily pair their sons and daughters to healthy Christian partners. And there are others like me 
who discovered that using this philosophy with a strong-willed teen, see last week's episode, was challenging at best and a disaster at worst. I know examples of teens who not only rebelled against the dating and technology rules, but against their faith and family too. I know another example of a family who so wanted their child to marry a person of their choosing that they cut off all relationship with her when she married a Christian man they hadn't chosen. I know still other examples of young women who followed their parents' dating philosophy, yet found themselves in an extremely dysfunctional marriage. To summarize, a too strict dating philosophy can make us feel less anxious about our child's future, but it may backfire or provide no guarantee of our child's happiness. What about the too lax dating philosophy? This approach is also born out of fear. In this case, the parent fears losing relationship with the child, so rules around dating are non-existent or not enforced. The idea is that it's better for your child to tell you what they're doing and to like you than it is to impose limits. This philosophy says that there are risks of premarital sex, but they're survivable. Parents with this philosophy are often preoccupied with their own needs and don't want to spend time and energy setting limits with their teens. Families with this philosophy I've known have given their kids birth control in middle school and will allow the boyfriend or girlfriend to sleep over. There are families who have had this philosophy who have happily married children who love the Lord. I know many of them, but I've also seen many examples of broken homes, poverty, and no respect for or no relationship with the lax parents. To summarize, a too lax dating philosophy eases fear of our child's rejection, but can lead to misery and to the rejection of us anyway. If you listen to my podcast regularly, you're unlikely to want to adopt either of these extreme philosophies. But if you're somewhere on the too strict spectrum, how can you find what's just right for your family? One way is to teach rather than require. Here's what I mean. The most powerful restraint in our lives is fear of natural consequences, not fear of being punished for breaking the rules. When I was a young high school student, I was enrolled in a driver's ed class in high school. In the class, they showed a video of teens who crossed railroad tracks even though the safety gates were down. And these young people had a horrific accident. Um, I'm not even going to describe uh, what it looked like on the video because it was traumatic for me. So fast forward to maybe a year later when I was driving with my mom in the car and we came to railroad tracks where the gates were down. 
even though we waited and waited and waited, I refused to cross the railroad tracks because I was absolutely terrified of what would happen if I did so and was hit by a train. I eventually was able to find another place (laughs) to cross to get where I was going. In like fashion, there is an excellent video called Sex Has a Price Tag. And I actually think that it's an updated version called Sex Still Has a Price Tag. And I'm going to link it for you in the show notes. And the woman who produces this video does an incredible job of sharing the very real consequences of having premarital sex that go beyond having an unexpected pregnancy. And her point is that that is really not the worst thing that can happen to you if you have premarital sex. It is just superb. But that video can really give our kids a healthy fear of the consequences of having premarital sexual relationships. So we can show that video to our kids when they are interested in dating, but we can also share examples with them of people we know who have had premarital sexual relationships or have had bad dating experiences or bad experiences using the internet or using smartphones and use that as a means of convincing your child that there is some wisdom in delaying dating or certainly in delaying any type of physical relationship with the opposite sex until your child is married. That is what I would recommend if you have been part of the too strict dating philosophy. But what if you have been more on the lax spectrum when it comes to dating? First, Understand that your teens, just as they can be more motivated by the natural consequences of their choices, they can be more motivated by rewards. When I was a child, my brother and I had gone shopping with our mother to pick out a Christmas gift for each other. We were home alone one day and decided to show each other (laughs) what gifts we had picked out. And then it was our plan to do a good acting job and pretend that we were surprised by the gifts that we received from our sibling. Our mother was not impressed with our acting skill, and she was very upset. Even if she had not been upset with us, though, I would have been just as disappointed as I was in that early gift opening. I spoke at my church to middle school students about dating for many, many years. And this was the concept that I was trying to communicate to them. If the gift of a physical relationship is saved for marriage, you will enjoy that gift so much more. It is just like opening a gift early and then having to uh, just experience the disappointment of the actual day uh, that my brother and I experienced that Christmas morning. That is one example 
that I would share. Another is the excellent Bible study that Tommy Nelson created years ago, where he shares from the book of Song of Solomon about courtship and about delayed dating for when your son or daughter is serious about relationships. His Bible study is not so much uh, scare tactics and talking about the awful consequences that can occur when we have a physical relationship out of the context of marriage, but rather the incredible blessings and joys of saving that physical relationship for marriage. And I will put a link to that study in the show notes for this episode. Again, you as parents can share examples of happy couples you know, well-adjusted couples and families who have done dating and marriage according to biblical principles. This can be a very powerful incentive for your child to want to have a similarly happy marriage and family. A just right approach to dating is a coaching approach. What I have learned recently, which I find very interesting, is that there are single people who are hiring coaches to help them find someone. It's not enough anymore, it seems, to just go on a dating app, but a coach can help a single person find the partner of their dreams. Well, you can be that coach for your young person. Coaches don't give orders. They don't issue a lot of rules. Instead, they ask questions. So if your son or daughter is dating someone and you're going to take a coaching role, you can say, what do you like about this person? What do you enjoy about spending time with them? Do you know if they're a Christian? Does anything concern you about this relationship or this person? Are you going to be in a tempting situation with this young man or young woman? Tell me about risky behaviors that you have seen people your age engage in on apps or on the internet. What keeps you from making the same kinds of choices? These are the kinds of questions and the kinds of conversations that I encourage you to have with your young person. When your kids are still living at home, you can have rules about relationships that feel right for your family. Of course you can. You may have rules about one-on-one -on -one dating age, about a curfew, about phone usage. And I am not going to follow up and tell you what our rules have been because the rules that we had are not necessarily right for you. Some of you would think that they were too strict. Others would think that they were too lax. So you have to determine what is a good fit for your family. You can do that with prayer, with discussion with your spouse, and discussion with your young person. When you have children who are adults living outside of your home, you can absolutely restate your desires for them. You can restate biblical principles that you believe in, but you can also emphasize your unconditional love and commitment to them. What we don't want is for our young person 
to go against what we what they know we believe and then experience some very uh, frightening consequences and not feel comfortable coming to us for help. We want to avoid that if we possibly can. When seeking a philosophy that is just right for your family, we want to prioritize the relationship with our child. Our teens need our attention and they need our affection. In fact, we know that girls who don't have a relationship with a father have premarital sex at an earlier age on average. But boys too need us to listen to them, need us to ask them questions about what's going on with them, and they need us to give them hugs. We also know from research that parents decrease these expressions of affection after the preschool years, but this need for physical affection doesn't disappear after the preschool years. Of course, the most important thing that we can do with respect to dating and our kids is pray. We can pray for our child's future partner, pray for our child's faith, commitment, and discernment in relationships. And this true historical example gives me a lot of hope. And that is, even when Augustine had a child born out of wedlock, his mother continued to pray for him. His mother's prayer and her persistence and faithfulness in prayer not only made a major difference in Augustine's life and faith, but it made a major difference in the life of the church. My prayer for you is that you find a just right dating philosophy. I encourage you not to be afraid to make a change if you need to. If you find that you are being too strict or you're being too lax, just make the change because our kids respect humility far more than they respect consistency. To find the link to Fast Grammar, the Route 60 movie, and to the resources that I've mentioned in this episode, go to homeschoolsanity.com slash dating. Have a happy homeschool week. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I hope something you heard was encouraging. If you have a personal question to follow up, don't hesitate to message me. I'm at Homeschool Sanity on social media. Be sure to check my free resource page at homeschoolsanity.com slash resource and find Sanity Saving Curriculum at fundtolearnbooks.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.